Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tuesday Morning Podcast. I'm your host Meenal and welcome to the show. So thank you all for joining me again today this week. Last week I thought I'd give it a try and see see how it'd go and so so much positive feedback has come through. I thought you know what I'll do this again but I'll also add in some of your questions because I don't really get a chance to do that on the Friday episodes because they're a little bit more serious there either with a guest or with myself so I will I will incorporate some of the questions in in, in the Tuesday morning podcast as well. How has your week been? My week has been quite interesting because I've done something that I I promised myself I would never do but I fell into the trap and that was that I watched I do know the right term for it. Uh I like to call it crap TV but there must be a better term for it. It's like you know so there's like TV shows where that that you watch and it almost feels like your brain is rotting along every minute that you watch it. Uh it's a bit it's a bit like you just sat there and you feel your brain shrink inside your head. Uh that's what was happening and it was uh the the show on Netflix about the Bollywood wives. I think it's called The Fun Lives of Bollywood Wives or something like that. I mean that's how much attention I gave. I didn't even know what the title of the show is. But it was only at the end I realized that it was a Karan Johar production and then it all made sense to me. Now, things like Keeping Up with the Kardashians and these kind of shows I always tend to steer away from because I feel like you when you watch these shows, you kind of become a different person after every episode. You kind of become much more judgy and you try to be one of them to some extent and their setting in society is so different from ours i mean the reality is that they live in a completely different world to what we do i mean they are allowed to use their brain energy to bitch about their nails whereas i mean the common woman like us i mean a man who's listening into the show doesn't really have time to do that because we've got real shit to deal with we've got life to deal with i mean we we don't have cooks we don't have cleaners so these are the things that take up a lot of our space during the day and take up a lot of mental space but i watched the full season and i i said to myself i'll watch one episode and see how it goes and i i thought i'd i'd watch it as a as a treat after a what felt like a, a difficult week because not only did i have have radhika with with me most of the time but it was one of those weeks where i did feel quite exhausted and quite tired and i've mentioned this before that the winter for me is just one of those periods in the year that my energy level just completely dips so i have to sort of scrummage through, through my body for energy and find ways to 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 recharge my batteries because going out isn't an option as it used to be so i i think that at the end of every day or the end of every when i've achieved something i feel much more proud of it than i would if the sun was out because the winter time is really really just a drag but anyway it was friday and radhika did go to sleep early and she was she was quite calm and settled it wasn't one of those days where her teething got the best of her so it was the first time i remember in a long time where i had a chance to sit down so i went through netflix and i saw this and i thought you know what this might be quite interesting 
And the thing is, I've spoken about this so much before that when you go to India, the 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 difference between rich and poor is much more obvious than it is in, in any other country. And this was another example and another reminder. And it made me so angry. I don't know why I watched it, but it was only when I realized it was a current Johar production that I thought, okay, now it all makes sense. And it's quite funny because a few years ago, when I started Desi Outsiders, one thing was that I wanted to replace Coffee with Karan. <laughs> That's what I wanted to replace because everyone in India thought this was like the pinnacle of a talk show. Everyone in India sort of praised the show as the the best talk show on TV when really it was just gossip. And Karan Johar is just one of those guys who will start start a conversation that doesn't need to be started. He will try and create gossip when there's no gossip to be created. And this is what this show is about. It's about these four women who live these luxurious lives. And there's this one one woman, Sanjay Kapoor's wife. Her name is Mahip. And she's got such a potty mouth. Like, she's always swearing. And I think it's hilarious because <laughs> she swears at anything and everything, even her best friends, even those three other women. And she loves drama. So these four women, and this woman, woman Mahip, right, she gets upset when there is no drama. So there was one point where two of these wives had an argument and Mahip had an interview and said, I was quite disappointed that things didn't flare up. She wanted things to be more flammable. I mean, what kind of life do you live where you go to bed hoping that the next day your friends would argue or you go to bed hoping that your next coffee with your friends would end up in a fight? I mean, yeah, that says it all. That really just says it all about this show. But there is one character. Well, there are two characters who I... Well, I might as well talk about all the characters because <laughs> they're only just four, to be honest. So I've spoken about Mahib. And then there's another one called Seema. And she is she is... She is hilarious. She's such a goofball and she's so funny. And she kind of reminds me of Maya Rudolph in the sense that she show, she doesn't wear her emotions on her sleeve. So she just really blase about everything. And she just tries to sort of get on with life and just enjoy every moment. But the, the best one for me is Bhavna. And she's Chunky Pandey's wife. So she is just too old to be in this show. I'm sorry. She is someone who's probably in her late 50s, maybe. I don't even know how old she is, but she's definitely about 50. She's trying to act like a 20-year-old. I mean, she's talking about Botox and stuff. And then you look at the ages of these women and you're like, well, should you really be talking about this? If it's like so inappropriate, I mean, you, your children are quite young. You've got teenage girls. I mean, it's it's quite inappropriate to, to do these things and talk about certain things as well. They, they went on a girl's holiday in Dubai and they were trying to, they were trying to be like, 15-year-olds on a girl trip, it was so cringy, so cringy. And the fact that so much money was spent on producing this TV show just makes you realize that there are some people in this world who live in a completely different planet and have a privilege that is almost unimaginable, not just unattainable, but almost unimaginable. I sat there for two or three hours. And of course, Radhika did wake up in the middle, so I did go and feed her from time to time. But I sat there for two or three hours eating chocolate digestives and cheesecake. And I didn't feel great. <laughs> I didn't feel great after it. I woke up on Saturday morning and I said to Nishan, I need to go for a run. And that's what I did. I felt like not only did I have to burn off the, the chocolate digestives and cheesecake, but I felt like I had to clear my head after watching a full night of Bollywood Wives. And 
it's it's the only time in my life where I've watched crap TV. I never watched this kind of stuff, but I just thought it'd be interesting to see how they sort of molded uh, the Kardashians into into Indian and, and cr- try to create into a Bollywood style sort of thing. And the worst part of this is, right, the worst part of all this is that, I mean, I managed to, to sort of ignore it and put it to one side, but I know that there are women in India right now who've probably watched it and said, I want to have a life like that. And I know that they're going to start try, trying to act in that way and behave in that way, which is really sad because this is the influence that Bollywood has and this is the influence people like Karan Johar have on the, the the public in India. And it makes me really angry, but I felt prey to it as well. So if you want to have... I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> but it's okay to watch. I mean, if you just want to have a bit of a sort of check into to what kind of reality TV is like in India, that could be worth watching. But I know that these women did this show and then they probably got paid lots of money to do it and they were probably told to act in a certain way and behave in a certain way. And I know that they went to all these really fancy restaurants and I'm sure they probably walked out and there were beggars asking for money. And this is the thing about India, right? Is that you can go to the most fanciest of places and then 10 meters down the road, someone's going to be begging you for money. 10 meters down the road, you're going to find someone who doesn't even have money to, to have clean water or, or buy, buy clothes that actually keep them warm in the wintertime. So that's these are all the things that were going through my head. And I know I'm, it just defeats the whole purpose because you're supposed to enjoy binge watching stuff. But my brain works that way. I start to find find other things that probably have no meaning to it. But... Another another TV show that I enjoyed watching was um, called The Final Table. Now, I stumbled across The Final Table because I finished The Chef's Table and that's where I found out about Asma Khan. And Asma Khan is one of my, my favourite people when it comes to the culinary world because her story is one which resonates not just with me but also my own mother as well. And I started watching all the other episodes uh, in, in that season. And I didn't realize they had a collection of chef tables and different volumes. And the, the the last one I watched was, I think, just purely full of French chefs. And just the production of this sort of TV show is incredible because we watch things like MasterChef and, and all these cooking competitions. But this is nothing like it. I mean... Just the videography, the production, the the editing involved just looks like so high-end. And it looks like it's something that probably costs a lot of money. But I finished Chef's Table and I thought, well, what can I what can I watch next? And the final table looked really good. So I I I picked a random episode and I didn't actually realize it was a competition. I so the first episode I picked was they had asked all the chefs to cook an Indian dish. And they were asked to cook butter chicken, but without the chicken. So it had to be a vegetarian substitute. Now, if I was given that option, I probably would have used something like paneer or aubergine or... I don't know, I was just like trying to figure out what I would use. But these chefs were coming up with some crazy ideas. And it wasn't just the dishes that they were producing, it's the way they were plating it as well. Like... You know when your parent, your parents give you or your mom gives you dal makhani or anybody gives you an Indian dish, it's just basically curry rice and a piece of naan bread. 
I mean, the way they plated this, I never thought Indian food could be plated in this way. And the judges change, obviously, every every episode. So throughout the competition, they have to cook from a certain cuisine, from a certain country. And then they bring in a, a famous person from that country to, to judge alongside a chef as well to judge their, their food. And Hassan Minaj was, was judging this one. So it was quite funny to watch as well. And then from there, obviously, I started watching every single episode. And then I watched it all over again as well, because... That's what happens when I become addicted to these cooking shows because I, I love cooking myself as well. And I have been putting a few things up on Instagram, a few recipes and uh, things that I've learned from my own mother. But Chef's Table and The Final Table are just incredible shows, especially if you're someone who enjoys watching high-end documentaries and filming and, and editing uh, in that sort of way. It's it's such a such a beautiful watch as well. So that's what I've been watching on Netflix over the last week. And I'm, I'm only talking about it because I've spent a lot of time on Netflix. I'm not going to lie, because I feel like there's no other way to unwind. I've tried going for walks. I've tried to speak to family. But with the weather and, and speaking to family for the last seven months, pretty much about the same thing, it does get kind of boring because... <laughs> I mean, how much can I talk about lockdown? And there is a lot to talk about Radhika, but I think you you do you do hit a point where you just sort of need something else to entertain yourself with with the time that you have in your hands, especially during lockdown. So Netflix was something I escaped into and I got lost into as well. So if you are trying to figure out what to watch, Bollywood Wives and Final Table and Chef's Table as well are, are two or three shows I'd recommend. But anyway, going back to the podcast, I wanted to go through some of your questions. And a lot of people have sent in some DMs on Instagram. A lot of people have emailed me as well. So I'll try to go through as much as I can. But the first one was was from Ayush in Bangalore. Uh, hi, Ayush. Uh, thank you for, for dropping a, a message. And thank you for listening to the podcast as well. He said that, so Ayush says, hi, Meenal. Thank you for sharing your episodes every Friday. My personal favorite was the one with Juggy, where he talks about his mental health and his fitness journey. I think Juggy's episode is one that I would always go back to when it comes to when it comes to those points in your life or those periods of time where you feel like nothing is working or you need a bit of a, I would say, a reminder that even the best of us really go through these shit times as well. A Juggies episode is, is one of those to go back to for sure. But Ayush has asked, how can we make sure we look after our mental health during lockdown? Now, this is a question that I get asked a lot. And especially as a doctor, I know that lockdown has caused a lot of distress on a lot of people. It's caused a lot of people to have a lot, a lot of vivid dreams as well. I've, I've been reading up on this and it's not just the the, the lockdown itself, but it has changed a lot of people's sleeping patterns as well, which does impact your, your 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 deep sleep and the kind of dreams you have. And now, I know this is probably something that people have thought about for the last eight months. And I think that there was this sort of urge at the very start for people to talk about mental health because we sort of preempted that this would be the case, that people will struggle, especially those with anxiety and depression. But it's definitely heightened uh, over the last few months during the course of the pandemic. And I know that we, we see the same thing, get some fresh air, make sure you're moving around, make sure you're walking around and try to, to interact with as many people as you can. And I feel like 
that that is sort of the obvious solution to go to. And a lot of the times we do that, sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's the reality of it. And I think that you have to sort of understand where this anxiety and depression comes from first, because if it's a case of you missing your your parents or missing you, your friends, and it is as simple as just giving them a call. But I think a lot of the time it isn't as simple as that. And I think these are the the answers we're all looking for. We're not looking for the obvious answers because we all know that. We all know we need to exercise. We all know we need to go out. But I think that one of the things that's really helped me is that I have been communicating with people, but just not just that, but it's about having meaningful conversation and having conversations that sort of ignite a fire in you and ignite a, a new energy in you. Because I don't think having a conversation like, oh, hey, how are you? What's up? Or have you watched on Netflix? Or what do you think of the pandemic or whatever? Talk about things that mean something to you. Talk about things that bring you life. Talk about things that bring you energy. Talk about politics. Talk about books you've read. And I think that's something that really helps. One thing that's helped me personally a lot is is learning. And learning is something that is quite a, a private thing. And to have that space by yourself and feel that growth within you on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, or in this case now with the pandemic, we can even look at it in a, in a monthly basis as well. How much have you actually grown? And to see yourself progress in that way, I think really helps. Also, give yourself a challenge. I challenged myself after birth. In fact, before birth, I said, after I give birth to Radhika, I will lose weight. And and I did. And this is something I will talk about on uh, the podcast on Friday, that uh, challenging yourself and setting yourself these goals and holding yourself accountable is something that, that can really help your mental health. Because... All of this really stems from a lack of direction, right? When you're not feeling yourself, when you feel anxious or you feel like you're going down a slippery slope, it does come from a a position of not really understanding where you're at and the kind of direction you're you're trying to take. So these are some things that help me and I hope it helps you as well, Ayush. And thank you for for your message and thank you for specifically saying that Juggy's episode was your favorite. I hope I can get more more people on like Juggy in the next few weeks. So our next our next guest uh, messaged in, her name is Priyanka. I don't have a location for Priyanka, but she did say that uh, this podcast, and this is me reading directly off a message saying, it's a good pastime while she goes on her long walks. I'm glad I can give you some company, Priyanka, from time to time. And I hope my, my podcasts <laughs> are as entertaining as as you'd, you'd wish them to be. So Priyanka is saying that her boyfriend is at university and they're not in the same country and he's not calling her right. So this is a thing. We're in a completely completely different world. I think if we weren't in a pandemic, I'd answer this question slightly differently. But because we are in a pandemic, I think that we probably get a bit more touchy, a bit more anxious than, than usual. So if there is a time difference, I think that's something you have to keep in mind and respect because Nishant and I were long distance as well, but for four years, remember, but he was an hour behind me. And I think even just one hour makes a difference because I'd go to bed before him or he would be still finishing off work while I'll be having dinner. So our timings were different. So I I don't want to assume anything because I don't really know where you are or where your boyfriend is, but I think it's really important to respect that time difference. And boys are not the kind of people who call. 
boys don't pick up the phone and call their moms. Boys don't pick up their phone and call their girlfriends. They're very private and they're either probably just watching sports or playing video games and they forget that people want to talk to them and their loved ones want to reach out. And I think it's very normal. So don't take it to heart because it's something that we... We, we don't want to normalize as girls and as women. We don't want to accept that. And I think we need to because this is just the, the human nature of, of boys. I think it's an innate nature as well. And unless unless they, unless they unless you force them, then they won't really do it. And if you force them, I don't know how much you'll gain out of it. If you force and say, I want to make sure you call me at this time every day. I want to make sure I speak to you every day. I don't think you'll gain much out of it because it won't really add much to your relationship. And I think that as women as well, we need to learn how to let go. Because once we let go, I think you'll become a lot happier. I think you'll understand that he's living his life, you're living your life. And you're quite, you have to learn how to sort of be independent from each other and not depend on each other all the time for company. I think that's when it can become very, very dangerous, especially during a pandemic. So what I would say is, Priyanka, is that speak to him about it. Tell him that it bothers you. And if he responds to it, great. If he doesn't, you have to understand why he isn't responding. Maybe he just wants his space. And as long as you learn to let go and he learns to sort of step up a bit and you find that nice balance, then that should work. But don't take it to heart because all boys are like that. Nishant is like that. My brother's like that. And it's a very, very normal thing. So I hope that helps Priyanka. And if it doesn't, um, you can always message me again because I'm going to be doing this podcast every week. So my last listener, and I have to go now because Radhika is teething and I don't think you'll be able to hear it on this episode because I have cut, I have had to stop it and record again, but I have had to stop this uh, recording a few times to go downstairs. So a 25 minute episode doesn't really take me 25 minutes. It takes me a good three hours, (laughs) but this is, this is the life. This is what happens when you're a new mum and you're dealing with a baby by yourself and there's no one around to help because of, of the pandemic. So Aria from London has asked me, what can she do to help her parents during lockdown and improve her relationship with her parents? That's a really good question because either you spend more time with your parents now because you're working from home and you live at home with your parents or you have more time to interact with them. Now, one thing that I realized over the last few months is that the sense of loneliness has amplified quite significantly for a lot of people, especially our parents. My parents in particular have had both children leave home for, for many, many years now. They've been living alone for a long time. And the fact that they can't come and visit us doesn't help. And once you acknowledge that, I think you can start taking the steps in the right direction. Now, my mom calls me all the time, every day. Uh, and I, I always answer when I can. Obviously, there are times where I can't. But before, when I was at uni, uh, at uh, medical school, I wouldn't answer and say, oh, I can't bother to talk to them. And I was just, I mean, I was still quite young, so I didn't really understand the emotional implications of doing that to my parents. But what I would say is, one thing that's helped me personally a lot is, I've spoken to my mom a lot about her past. I've asked her questions about her relationship with her mother and her relationship with her grandmother as well, because now we have Radhika, so we have more conversations about our family and our lineage, but there's so much you can talk about with your, with your parents. And I think fathers from time to time can be quite withdrawn emotionally. If you can tap into that somehow and find something they like, something they enjoy, something they like to talk about, even, 
you know, taking them for a walk or talking about sports or even playing a sport with them might help because this is the chance that you have, especially if you're not as busy as you usually are. Figure out what they like and figure out how you can make them enjoy that again, you know, because uh, I'm sure a lot of our parents gave everything up once they had their kids. So think about it for the last 20, 30 years. Have they really done what they used to do? Have they really enjoyed the hobbies they used to enjoy? Probably not. And if you can sit down with them and talk to them about the things that they love, it can really improve your relationship quite significantly. And this is po- quite possibly the only time you'll have and space you'll have with them to, to do that. So have these conversations. And if they are uncomfortable having these conversations, try and introduce them slowly. You don't want to be forcing your parents into conversations they don't want to have because that's the last thing you want to do. But, you know, every day just try and introduce something like, oh, what kind of sports did you do when you were younger? What did you do in school? What did you do when you came back from school? Like these small things are are the things they enjoy talking about. And I think bringing that nostalgia back will bring them a, a sense of happiness. And if we can provide them with that, then, then why not? So that's something that's really helped me. And, and I hope this helps you too, Aria. So that's all we have time for today. I wish I could I could go through more questions, but I don't think it's possible because I, I think I'm just counting my stars now with <laughs> Radhika asleep. And I, I shouldn't really be spending four hours trying to record a half an hour podcast because then that then that will just hit, hit that point where I won't enjoy doing this anymore. So thank you everybody for tuning in. What I will say is don't watch... Uh, lives of Bollywood wives because it's going to rot your brain what I would say is watch chef's table (laughs) because not only does it sort of invigorate a new sense of cooking but it also helps with creativity if you're someone in the creative field that's something you have to watch and I hope my answers have helped you listeners as well wherever you are in the world please do drop me an email to meanlesworldpodcast at gmail.com or on instagram at Meanles World, and I'll definitely get to your questions next week. I'll try my best to answer more questions. I didn't realize that uh, we'd, we'd hit almost, almost hit the half an hour mark, even just with three questions. So I'll see you all next week, sending you lots of love. And I say next week, but what I really mean is I'll see you on Friday. So have a lovely week ahead, and Radhika and I sending you a big, big hug. See you all soon.